RTHK News. It's one o'clock. I'm Judd Boaz. The headlines. The MTR reveals more construction records have gone missing at the Hunghum station. China and the U.S. hail major progress in trade talks. And a U.S. special envoy says Pyongyang has committed to denuclearization. MTR officials have revealed that more than 70% of construction records of an approaching tunnel at the Hunghum station has gone missing, far greater than what they told the government and the public two days ago. During a LegCo's Railway Subcommittee meeting, the MTR's managing director, Jacob Cam, says more than 60% of documents of a secondary track were also missing, and 36% of paperwork of the south approaching tunnel cannot be found. The MTR has said the missing documents may not mean the structural integrity of the station has been undermined. Mr Cam told lawmakers that frontline staff had inspected the work by contractor Leighton before allowing the construction to carry on. He spoke through an interpreter. I've asked my frontline officers, maybe uh, they were doing works in a rush. They signed the forms on site and then asked the contractor to send the forms to us afterwards, but they've never sent the forms. A steady stream of people have turned up at a Cheung Sha Wan government office to hand in their forms for a $4,000 cash handout as applications begin today. The government has simplified the application procedure following a public outcry over the procedure being too complicated. China has agreed to import more goods from the United States as the two countries seek to end their trade dispute. The commitment was given during two days of talks in Washington. The Chinese delegation called the latest talks candid, specific and fruitful. The U.S. Trade Representative Robert Lighthizer has said substantial progress has been made. He also said he and U.S. Treasury Secretary Stephen Mnuchin would soon go to Beijing. We had two very intense and very long days of discussions. We have much work to do if we're going to have an agreement, but we made substantial progress. We focused on the most important issues, which are the structural issues, that is, protection of U.S. intellectual property, the stopping force technology transfer, intellectual property protection, agricultural and services issues, and enforcement, enforcement, enforcement. Earlier, President Trump spoke about tremendous progress in the talks, but the U.S. leader warned there'll be no final deal until after he meets with President Xi Jinping. The chairman of the American Chamber of Commerce in Hong Kong, Robert Greaves, told Ian Pooler he believes a weak trade deal will be reached by the March 1st deadline. We're going to stumble on in these talks. Um, we will probably, before March 1st deadline, get some sort of deal but it'll probably be a weak deal, and it won't solve all the issues between China and the U.S. on uh, the, the, the international side, the international businesses. Uh, and, and by the way, our chamber represents half of our members are international companies. They want China to open up its market, and, and uh, this is not going to happen overnight. And some of the issues that international business want uh, will not be resolved during these meetings, but both Xi and Trump would like to see some sort of announced win here. Uh, Mr. Xi, because he wants to bolster his economy. Mr. Trump, because he wants the stock market to go up in the U.S. So I think we'll have some window dressing, but I, I don't see any real breakthroughs. Do you have concerns, perhaps, that Mr. Trump may make some concessions at the talks just to try to strike a deal? Well, I, I think he might, but it's... Uh, I'm not, I'm not concerned about that. I mean, I think we should uh, – I think tariffs were a bad idea in the first place. 
so I think it would be great if we could throttle back on the tariffs and resume more normal trade, if that were possible. Of course. MGM chairman there, Robert Greaves. The U.S. Special Envoy for North Korea has set out the steps Washington wants Pyongyang to take towards denuclearization. Stephen Began says the North Korean leader Kim Jong-un had already pledged to dismantle and destroy its uranium and plutonium enrichment facilities. Chairman Kim committed to the dismantlement and destruction of North Korea's plutonium and uranium enrichment facilities. This complex of sites represents the totality of North Korea's plutonium reprocessing and uranium enrichment programs. Chairman Kim qualified next steps on North Korea's plutonium and uranium enrichment facilities upon the United States taking corresponding measures. Mr. Began said Washington required expert access and monitoring of key sites to ensure the removal or destruction of fissile material, missile launches, and weapons of mass destruction. He warned that Washington had contingencies if the process failed. President Trump says he's virtually given up on negotiating with the U.S. Congress over the wall he wants on the Mexican border. Speaking to the New York Times, Mr. Trump called the talks a waste of time. The BBC's Charles Haviland reports. Donald Trump was sharply critical of Nancy Pelosi, the House Speaker, for not approving any of the sum he wants for his prized border wall, nearly $6 billion. But with less than two weeks before the government again runs out of money, he said he would build the barrier anyway and didn't rule out declaring an emergency to get the funds. In the wide-ranging New York Times interview, Mr Trump said he had lost a massive amount of money by being president but vowed to run again next year. Roman Catholic dioceses in the U.S. states of Texas have identified 286 priests and other clergy accused of sexually abusing children. Some of the cases date back to the 1940s. A statement said the bishops of Texas had decided to release the names at this time to offer healing and hope to those who had suffered. The Archbishop of San Antonio Diocese thanked survivors for coming forward, calling them heroic. Venezuela's opposition leader Juan Guaido has promised to focus on rebuilding the country's economy and ending the country's humanitarian crisis. The self-proclaimed interim president gave a speech at the university in Caracas. Addressing the humanitarian emergency is fundamental right now. There's the need to enable supply points, guarantee specialised attention for the most vulnerable people, create quality jobs and protect families' incomes. Stabilizing the economy is the second aspect of this. Mr Guaido said his Plan Venezuela initiative would stop the country's hyperinflation in its tracks. Lebanon finally has a government of national unity ending nearly nine months of political wrangling. The new cabinet has 30 members, including the country's first female interior minister, Raya al-Hassan. Analysts say a key challenge for Saad al-Hariri will be reviving Lebanon's ailing economy. The U.S. Customs and Border Protection Force says it's made the largest seizure of prescription drug fentanyl in its history. Officers discovered 115 kilograms of the powerful painkiller concealed in a trailer laden with cucumbers at the Mexican border. Fentanyl, a synthetic opioid which can be up to 100 times stronger than morphine, has been responsible for a significant increase in recent overdoses in the United States. 
Closing arguments have been heard at the trial in New York of the Mexican drug lord Joaquin El Chapo Guzman. He's facing 10 charges of trafficking in huge amounts of cocaine, heroin and other drugs into the United States. The BBC's Nada Torfik is following the trial in Brooklyn Federal Court. I encountered people who were screenwriters trying to get inspiration from the trial. The actor who plays El Chapo in the Netflix show, A Narcos Mexico, also came in to see El Chapo. You know, the jurors and those in court heard stunning revelations, including uh, that El Chapo had bribed several officials in Mexican government, allegedly also uh, the former president, Peña Nieto himself, giving him a $100 million bribe. Now, the former president, of course, uh, has denied that. It was almost like a telenovela one day where you had El Chapo's mistress on the stand while his wife listened, describing how they evaded the Mexican Marines by going down into a tunnel stark naked to escape them. Australia experienced its hottest month on record in January. The government's Bureau of Meteorology said the mean temperatures across the continent exceeded 30 degrees Celsius. In stark contrast, in the American Midwest, an Arctic cold snap has seen temperatures drop to below minus 30 Celsius. Much of downtown Chicago, the worst affected city, was deserted as transport, schools and businesses closed down. The BBC's Chris Bucker is there, joining people who have been conducting experiments out in the cold. We're going to throw this boiling water into the air and see what happens. On the internet, there are countless videos of people throwing boiling water into the air or shooting it from water pistols to see it immediately freeze. To demonstrate just how cold it is, we've been using a T-shirt, which might sound a bit odd. But if you soak it and bring it out into these elements, within about 60 seconds, the wet T-shirt freezes. That's the sound of me hitting it on a railing. It's frozen completely solid. As it is, people are just layering up with more and more dry clothes to get through this very, very cold spell. Business and financial news. The retail giant Amazon has reported large increases in its profits and net sales for the final quarter of 2018, but is forecasting a slowdown for the first quarter of this year. The BBC's Dave Lee reports. It stands to reason that the bigger Amazon gets, the more difficult it will become to maintain the large percentage growth it has enjoyed for much of its existence. And with the firm becoming increasingly focused on earning a profit rather than reinvesting its money, its slowing growth is at least partly by choice. What it can't control, however, is a slowdown in retail sales in Europe and tighter regulation in India. Still, with its advertising and entertainment businesses booming and continued rapid growth in cloud computing, Amazon will remain a darling of Wall Street, even if its revenue growth isn't as eye-popping as it has been in the past. A new trade agreement between Japan and the European Union has come into effect. The deal creates one of the world's biggest free trade areas. The EU will remove tariffs on Japanese cars, while Japan will scrap duties on European wine and cheeses. The European Commission President, Jean-Claude Juncker, said the agreement showed that trade was more about more than about quotas and tariffs. It was also about values, principles and fairness. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 27,851. That's 93 points down on the previous close, market turnover standing at $53 billion. To currencies, the US dollar is trading at 108.87 yen. The euro is standing at 1 US dollar 14 cents and the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 27 cents. Now with sport, here's Adam Chung.
Tonight's Asian Cup football final has been marked by controversy over player eligibility. Qatar, who beat the host UAE 4-0, are due to face Japan in the championship match, but their participation is now in dispute after the UAE's Football Association launched a formal protest with the AFC over the eligibility of two Qatari players. The BBC's Manny Jasmi has more from Abu Dhabi. Well, this all centres around two Qatari players, uh, central defender Bassam Al-Rawi and striker al Moez Ali. Now, both of these players were born outside of Qatar, uh, Bassam in Iraq and al Moez in Sudan. So there's a question of their eligibility. The UAE are claiming that the parents of these two players were born outside Qatar as well. Now, if they'd been born inside Qatar, these players would have been eligible to play. If the AFC were to uphold and uh, kick Qatar out of the tournament on the eve of the final, there would be so many implications uh, for legal disputes and counter appeals uh, and all sorts of things like that. So uh, it would be certainly in the the AFC's best interest in terms of uh, reducing the amount of hassle that they will have to cope with to reject this appeal. Staying with football, in Spain, Real Madrid secured a comfortable 3-1 win at Girona to book their place in the Copa del Rey semifinals. Karim Benzema scored twice to help his team progress 7-3 on aggregate. Real will be playing in their first semifinal since 2014, the year they won the Copa for the 19th time. There's been a surprise trade in the NBA. The New York Knicks have dealt Chris Porzingis to the Dallas Mavericks. The popular Latvian, who's recovering from a knee injury, had reportedly requested the trade. The Knicks received guard Dennis Smith Jr. and center DeAndre Jordan, while also sending Tim Hardaway Jr. to Dallas. Porzingis was the number four pick in the 2015 draft and was expected to be New York's franchise player for years. But the Knicks now appear to be looking to buy from free agency instead. Kevin Durant, Kawhi Leonard and Kyrie Irving are just some of the names that could be available in the summer. On the court, the league-leading Milwaukee Bucks have handed the Toronto Raptors a rare home defeat. Seven Bucks scored in double digits in a 105-92 victory over their closest challengers in the Eastern Conference. The result ended Toronto's 10-game home winning streak. It also guaranteed Milwaukee will have the best winning percentage in the East through the first week of February, meaning their coach Mike Budenholzer will represent the conference at next month's NBA All-Star Game in Charlotte. And that's your look at sports. And to end the news, the top stories once again. The MTR reveals more construction records have gone missing at the Hung Hum Station. China and the U.S. hail major progress in trade talks. And a U.S. special envoy says Pyongyang has committed to denuclearization. That's the news from RTHK. Yeah, yeah,
was shining, now it's all rusted. Did you have to hit me where I'm weak, baby? I couldn't breathe and rub it in so deep. Salt in the wound like you're laughing right at me. Oh, it's so sad to think about the good times, you and I. Cause baby, now we got bad blood. You know it used to be mad. Heal the thing. 